Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Michelle Vandepass. Michelle, you're the owner and publisher of Grace Point Publishing, and that website is gracepointpublishing.com. And you're the uh, owner of michellevandepass.com, your own name. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, Josh. Nice to connect with you. Likewise. So you've got a very successful publishing company. And Michelle, what are you known for in the world? Um, you're I'm, obviously you're an accomplished speaker. Uh, you know, when you own a publishing company, that that's something. So I don't mean to say that you no, should no. be known for those things, but um, in terms of your your expertise, I know that you've gotten a lot of views on your TEDx uh, presentation in honor of procrastination, which ha- that has to get a lot of people's attention. Yeah, it does, and people either love it or hate it. You know, I think I'm known in the world for really helping people figure out where their own sweet spot is. And if a book is something they should do, if a TEDx is something they should do, and then how to really hone your message so that it's in alignment with who you are, what your purpose is, if you're in business, where you hope to be in five years, all those sorts of things, right? It's like, let's really get down to the crux of what you want to do, what you're here to do, who you are, and let's put that out into the world as an entrepreneur, business owner, or just as someone who wants to share a message. And that's really what the TEDx was about, what my publishing about, what my consulting is about. Yeah. So, so well, how do we figure that out? So let's say I'm doing something and I'm like, well, I mean, I'm kind of good at this, but I don't know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. Well, uh, start with, I don't think there's any supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. We get choice. I think there are things that we naturally gravitate to in our life, whether it's surrounding our work or not. So one of the things, if I were to take a wild guess, Josh, is you probably connect with people, whether you're podcasting, um, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your business life, you probably really like to connect and network. And I'm taking a wild guess at that, right? So uh, if you and I were talking and digging deep, I'd say, let's go into that. What is it you like about that? Do you enjoy the relationships? Do you enjoy um, connecting other people? And let's just see where that goes. And then, okay, let's pretend that you want to use that skill in your business. Well, here you are podcasting. That's a perfect way for you to be out there in the world. And maybe you want to write a book about networking. Maybe you want to write a book about podcasting. Maybe you want to write a book about being an entrepreneur and promoting yourself and your platform because you're so good at that. Um, And maybe it's one book that encompasses all of those things. But we always start at not what are you supposed to be doing, but what Mm -hmm. are you naturally good at? 
Well, speaking of supposed to, though, I'm supposed to have a book, and I don't really want to write one, Michelle. What what am I to do? <laughs> so in your case, and mm-hmm. probably in a lot of your uh, audience's case, you probably have a lot, lot of online content. We know you yeah. have a lot of podcasts, yeah. right? So in your case, you know, you and I probably spend 90 minutes digging in Who's this book for? Why do you want to write this book? Well, so let me back up for a second. There are people who just want to write a book because it's on their bucket list, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, My dad wrote a book of poetry, put it out there, shared it with the world. It's beautiful. No other reason than that. You want to write a book. You probably want to use it to help lead gen, connect more people, see if it's going to grow your own visibility online. And so we look at what's the purpose. What do you hope to get out of writing a book? And Mm -hmm. it could be just for your own personal bucket list, or it could be bigger like a business. Then we look at what are you here to teach and share? Is it networking? Is it how to really connect with others? Is it communication skills? Maybe all of those. And then we look at what needs to go in the book based on who you are, what you want to share, and what your potential audience needs to hear right now, right? So it's that connection of, of you know, we think of it as old-time sales. What are you selling, but what what does your client want, your potential client want? And then we outline that in the book. Then, in your case, we'd go scour the internet. We'd look at all the pad podcasts. We'd look at blog content you may have put out. We'd look at your website and we see what you already have that we can pull together into an outline and maybe edit, rewrite, see what content you already have, bullet point it all, and then maybe I'd interview you. And we'd get more content that way. Maybe I'd send you off to with writing prompts. Maybe um, we'd hire a ghostwriter. There's a lot of ways to get the content written and in a book. Yeah. Um, what's the value of having a book today from your perspective when we look at traditional consumption rates of books and it's very, very small? Like the reality is even to the person who purchases the book, the chance of them actually reading it cover to cover is... I mean, it's in the single digits, right? It, yeah, it's it, people don't read. I mean, I buy lots of books and I scan, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, is there something in here I need? Is there a link? Is there one? Aha! Uh-huh. And sometimes, you know, I I just put them in my bedroom and hope I'll get them through osmosis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the wisdom. I mean, we don't have time to read like we used to, even in this time of what we're calling sort of a collective pause on the planet, right? right. Maybe we're reading more, but not as much as we, as we would like. However, I'm a published author. I'm a TEDx speaker. Even if you've never read one of my books or watched my TEDx, what kind of credibility does that give me? Right. It opens doors. It has brought me business, but not directly, right? It's the credibility factor. It's the platform building factor. You can use a book for lead gen. Absolutely. You can use a book, especially if you're an entrepreneur, um, to bring you business. You can use it as your long-form sales copy, as um, a business card that you give out. And it also is just going to bring you so much credibility as someone who's an authority in your industry. Mm. 
All right. So, um, Michelle, maybe do you have any examples of um, clients that you've worked with yourself? Uh, I had a book and here's what happened as a result of having the book. Okay. So I've got a few. Uh, I have an author who years ago, we published her book on wedding planning. And, (laughs) um, you know, she was thinking that she was going to sell Uh, get clients from that and she did get a few clients from that but what Mm -hmm. happened was um, one of the airports bookstores which is actually pretty difficult to do picked up her book because of somebody who knew somebody right Mm. usually you have to go through a whole contractual process but she got to be in an airport which in turn led her to a speaking engagement which in turn led her to a consulting gig about putting on events, which turned into a pretty big deal for her. So it, it was one of those twists and turns of life. You do the pieces you're supposed to do, and then you see what other opportunities open up and keep following. Um, I have another client who published a book and got speaking opportunities, and that's what he wanted to do. It was very intentional. Um, I... So, I mean, I've, I've got lots of examples and I've got testimonials on my website and you can yeah. you know, keep following the rabbit holes. But those are two examples. So being a TEDx speaker, again, you know, as of when we're recording this, it's, you know, May of 2020. So speaking is, you know, in person is kind of on hold. Um, what would you advise for aspiring speakers at this point? Yeah, so you still need to build your platform. Um, there are lots of speaking opportunities online. I was part of a summit this week. I'm putting on a big summit in September. I'm on podcasting. All of these things hone your skills. All of these things get you more visibility. You've got to have a one sheet. You have to have a publicity packet. You've got to get out there and network. We were talking about that, Josh, a little bit right before our our interview offline, you know, networking is so important. If you are a speaker, you speak now, don't wait, find mm-hmm. opportunities, get out there and connect with people. Um, you know, the world may not come back as we knew it, but the world's coming back. We're an entrepreneurial society here in the U.S. and um elsewhere across the world, and people are going to want to connect with human beings again, so be ready. Yeah. Um, And so do you think that like if you were a speaker and you were positioning yourself to be future proof, um, what things would I mean, obviously continue to work on your existing platform, your online platform, that sort of thing. But do you think that let's say think of like conferences and I don't know how TEDx is going to change or are we eventually, uh, you know, we say, okay, well, there's, uh, you know, there's there's now a. Uh, you know, everyone's protected from the virus. So now we go back to our completely normal life the way that it was. Or do you think that for a generation or more, things are going to be a little bit different? Well, don't we all wish we had the crystal ball? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking you. I, I think I see a crystal ball in your background, right? <laughs> um, I I think uh, a little of all of that, I mean, personally, right? I think we're going to have conferences again live. I took my live conference, put it out a year. I'm expecting in 2021 to have my live conference. Might be a little bit different. Asia and Africa have both worked um, through pandemics in the past and, Mm -hmm. and viruses that have overtaken their country, and they've come back and figured out how to do it. 
So I don't think we're like a generation or more social distancing. I do think we're going to find a happy medium and, and we are going to be doing live events again. And I, I wish I had the crystal ball. You know, if I could look back six months and have the crystal ball, I would oh, have prepared gosh. differently for now. Yeah, I, I just think we prepare, we do the best we can. And, and um, having, having said all that, I, don't you think, though, that we're going to be doing a lot more online, even more than we were? We're not going to go back. Right. No. Um, so if, if I were a great speaker and I've interviewed uh, plenty of um, speaker coaches and accomplished speakers and, you know, having a platform that you can provide an outcome to a meeting planner who says, listen, yeah, tentatively, we're going to be doing this meeting in person, but, you know, at a moment's notice, we might have to go distribute it again. So can you deliver the goods in a virtual environment? Because Absolutely. it's not that companies don't need consultants and coaches and speakers. They do. They absolutely do. Otherwise, they're missing out on those opportunities for growth and betterment and that sort of thing. And they don't want to do that because there's a cost to not making those investments. And are you a speaker who can speak that language? And can you deliver the goods in whatever environment that that company might need to now have in their contingency plan? Yeah. And, you know, a great example, you're fantastic on Zoom, right? I mean, you've got energy, you're focused. I can see you. I know this is going to be audio podcast, but right, there's like presence here. And I've been with other people where it's just flat and there's nothing there. So if you're a speaker, bring that same energy to whatever platform you're on, Zoom, Teams, any, you know, live stream, whatever it is, you got to learn to bring that energy. Um, so, okay, truth, you know, uh, I'm outing myself. I'm an American Idol fan. I watched <laughs> American Idol. Uh, we just had the finale. You know, these kids had to learn to bring that energy in their backyards. Yeah. They're, they were singing their hearts out into an iPhone with no live audience. And they brought it, right? They were like on because they learned how to bring that energy that you'd usually feed off from a live audience into their iPhone across the internet in a virtual environment. And every speaker, every coach, you know, everybody who is going to do anything online has to learn how to do that. Yeah. Um, Specifically for TEDx Talks, what would you recommend, like if, if someone's like, well, my expertise is marketing, how would they, what, what considerations would they want to make to make that a little bit more palatable for the TEDx audience? Yeah, so you got to have something different. You got to have a hook. You have to have an idea worth sharing. Um, I'm, I'm not the expert on all the TEDx rules. I am yeah. a TEDx speaker coach, but like there are people who curate that really understand what you can and can't say there, but you can't really get on and sell yourself. You can't really get on TEDx and say, I'm a speaker coach, head over to my website. I'm right, not. right. This is not, um, what you can do on your own website, but you can say something like, um, and, I don't have this on TEDx, but I have this on video where I just say marketing isn't for everybody. Whoa, that's kind of different, right? Mm-hmm. We're all taught you need to market, you need to market. And then I would go deeper into that and say, yes, you need to put yourself out there if you have a business, 
but let's look at it from a different perspective. So you have to have a hook. You have to have an idea we're sharing. It has to be different. My TEDx on, um, you know, valuing procrastination and, mm. and um, that's all about how we can honor our own internal rhythms, how we can understand if we're in procrastination or we're percolating, if we're thinking, if we're allowing the creative process to emerge. So yeah. it's a little bit of a hook. It's something a little different. You know, I find that let's, if, if I'd love to, since I'm talking with the, the queen of procrastination herself, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I find that when I'm procrastinating something, uh, usually it's because I'm unsettled about it. Like, I'm like, like, I know I need to do this, but I, I mean, it's not that I'm putting it off. I'm just prioritizing other things before that one. And usually I find that the things that I put off are the things I'm like, I'm not sure I've got the final answer for that, for that one thing. And so I guess what you're saying is that it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah. And the thing is you're accomplished, you're successful. So you understand that about themselves. A lot of people, if they haven't worked through their own process yet, mm. they self-doubt and they beat themselves up. Oh, I haven't got this done yet. I'm sp- I'm such a terrible person. I said I was going to write my book. I said I was going to clean that closet. When actually, if you understand your own process, you'll know that maybe it's not time. It's not at the top of your list yet. Maybe you yeah. don't have enough information. Maybe you just need more information before you go write your book, right? Or whatever it is. It might be fear. It might be getting in your own way. It might be self-sabotage. And the more you know yourself and how you work through your own struggles and, and blocks in life, the more you will understand, is this a block or is it just I don't have enough information or is it just not the top of my list yet? And you know yourself, my guest, Josh, so you know that that's your process. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so, uh, during this time, Michelle, um, I would imagine did, and are you still actively speaking? I mean, obviously not right now, but I mean, that's still a part of what you do professionally. Well, I've been on summits. Um, yeah. uh, so, right. So you've been doing mainly virtual. I'm doing it all virtually right mm. now. Yeah. How are those audiences? Is it worth pursuing summits to serve audiences? So, Yes. And I feel like that's a trick question, right? So (laughs) if you want to get to your audience, you do whatever you need to do to get out there. Yeah. Don't Um, do nothing. (laughs) So it's a little bit, so that I would call that an entrepreneurial question. Are you an entrepreneur? You're going to do what it takes. Are you going to get out there and build your business? Are you going to use this as an excuse? Now I will say eight weeks ago, early March, mid-March, we were all deer in headlights. Right. Most of us were like paralyzed. So I'm an entrepreneur. I'm focused. I can get a lot done. And and I was paralyzed. And all my clients were like, whoa, what is going on here? There was a collective energy. So I'm not saying to not take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Breathe, rest when you need to. But at some point, say, okay, I got to pull it back together and, and get this this business moving again. So mm-hmm. the key, I think, with summits and virtual speaking and all that is know what the purpose is. So we're back to the book thing. What's the purpose of you being on there? 
What is it that you want to leave your audience with? Call to action, a tip, whatever it is. And then what does your audience need right now? So they're going to respond and be interested in you, what you have to say. Michelle, do you primarily look to serve aspiring authors? Is, is that what the kind of the core of, of your business then? It is. I, I, I work, I've always worked with authors, writers. So, you know, writers and authors aren't necessarily the same thing. You, mm-hmm. can, you can write a book and, and you can publish a book and not be a writer. Like there are writers like Stephen King and Julia Cameron, right. And, right? and the rest, and then there's the rest of us who publish a book or two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work with the, the people who tend to want to publish books, not the writers who want to hone their craft, slightly different audience, work a lot with entrepreneurs, service professionals, coaches, people who want to build their platform. Um, I've helped people get TEDx talks, speaking gigs, all those kinds of things. But usually a book comes in there somewhere. Yeah. And what does a publisher do these days, really? I mean, is it just, um, I'm going to help you set the framework so we can get this thing produced uh, and and help kind of coach you along? So different publishers do different things. I'll tell you what I do. Um, I first and foremost work as your publishing consultant. So we go through the process of making sure you have a decent book, helping you get it edited, work with what are the calls to action, if any, in the book, who's the audience. So if I get to work with someone early enough, it's really the structure of the book. Why are you writing the book? What's the purpose for you? What's the purpose for the book? What's the purpose for the audience? Right? Then the, in the publishing process, it's everything from layout and design who owns the ISBNs? Let's go test some book covers. What kind of launch are we going to do? Are we giving Amazon an exclusive or not? And why? Mm. Um, where are we going to sell this? All the marketing. Um, are we going to try to get it into libraries? Right? So that's a whole nother piece um, virtually and eventually back into the library space. So yeah. my publishing company takes people through that whole process. Nice, nice. And you obviously, you, you've got the experience in that, unlike someone who wants to have a book put together and just needs someone who can kind of navigate them through that. So, Michelle, um, what would be a great place for someone who's been listening to our conversation and says, I want more Michelle? What, what yeah. would be the best place for them to kind of continue their journey with you? Yeah, so if you go to gracepointpublishing.com, um, my, all my social media is up there. There's an about me up there. It leads back to my website. You can book a call with myself or one of my book publishing consultants and so many ways to connect with me there. Michelle Vandepass, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Again, you're the owner and publisher of Grace Point Publishing, and that is on the web at gracepointpublishing.com. And then, of course, you can also go to michellevandepass.com. That's Vanda passed with one S at the end, uh, and you can you can watch Michelle's presentation or TEDx talk in honor of procrastination. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com/guest. 
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.